0: You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome in, everybody, to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am your host, Kate Madjuke. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And of course, give my awesome co host a follow, too, Marcus Mosher. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. And of course, give the show a follow at Locked On Dynasty. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review if you are feeling so kind, because we are going to help you rein in that Dynasty Fantasy Football Championship this year. Marcus, happy Monday. How are you doing?
1: Uh, I'm doing great. I'm getting really excited for the NFL draft. Although, Kate, I will tell you, I started to be proactive in some of my Dynasty Leagues over the weekend, making some trades, uh, because I've got a feeling we're going to see some players lose some value in the next coming weeks.
0: Oh, for sure. This is going to be a a big moment because there are some teams that haven't necessarily made moves that we maybe would have expected mm-hmm. up until this point. Like, um, obviously, we're going to get into specifics, but there are some teams that, uh, goodness gracious, if they do not make a move in the draft, we're going to see some really big fluctuations in, I mean, just overall dynasty value for a lot of these players. So why don't we just dive on in because we have one guy this is a guy you texted me yesterday (laughs) and we were like yes this is the show this is the show we're going to do uh based solely around this guy because i mean this probably I, i don't think there's anybody that has enough stock to lose outside of this player in dynasty fantasy football right now when it comes to the draft I'm talking, of course, about James Robinson running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He came out of left field last year. Uh, And by left field, I mean the FCS. And Mm -hmm. he dominated, really, really dominated. After the team released Leonard Fournette, we thought they were all off their rockers. And they're like, "No, no, no, guys, we're good. We have the running back we need on our team. We thought they were crazy. Turns out we were we were the crazy ones
1: because we just
0: nobody nobody saw James Robinson coming period is there anybody in your opinion that has any like more hinged dynasty value when it comes to like what could be happening with the NFL draft
1: no not at all and in fact Kate I think his value in, in dynasty circles right now is so fascinating so I have James Robinson in a couple leagues, and I was just kind of looking at the trade, uh, the finder uh, on Dynasty League football to see like what he's going for in trades right now. And to be honest, it's absolutely insane. I saw about three different trades where he was traded for Kenny Galladay straight up, who we're going to get to in a little bit. Uh, I saw one draft where he was traded for the uh, pick 112, you know, the last pick in a, you know, the first round rookie draft. That seems low. And then I saw another one where he was traded straight up for Nick Chubb. So it's just it's crazy uh, how dynasty players are, you know, valuing James Robinson right now. But let's talk about what could happen here. Uh, You know, this is somebody who wasn't drafted by this uh, regime. They've got a ton of draft capital. Right before we jumped on the show, I was talking on Twitter about how I think the the Jaguars could use pick number twenty five or thirty three to draft Travis Etienne from Clemson and pair him with Trevor Lawrence. If that happens, we're going to see the floor just drop out of James uh, Robinson's dynasty value. So I, I honestly I I don't know what to think here because if Jacksonville, you know, just avoids the running back position altogether in the draft, we're talking about what a top 15, top 16 running back at worst Kate? I I think we have a top 10 running back. Okay, top, there I you go. I think but- I think that
0: we could definitely see, uh, especially with, uh, you know, the the just having a better quarterback, uh, you know, I'm not saying that I trust that we are going to see Trevor Lawrence come out and absolutely dominate and uh, they're going to win the AFC South. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. – that's not in my range of predictions. But I do think that Trevor Lawrence is going to be an upgrade on the quarterback rotation we saw in the 2020 season – all of that is good for rushing volume but i mean this was a guy that i mean he he was a true ball cow he was utilized as a receiver 60 targets i mean yep. it just felt like uh his his receiving ability came out of uh total left field it, they utilized him very heavily there i don't know necessarily it so my question is i think we all agree that from a football standpoint there are red flags around James Robinson and the fact that he doesn't have draft capital, he wasn't drafted by this regime. So I think that automatically raises those the little tinglees on the back of your neck where right. your your spidey senses well, are we've uncomfortable. We talked about that
1: before, right? UDFAs just don't last very long in the NFL because, you know, organizations change and they don't have draft capital attached to them. So for that reason alone James Robinson is risky.
0: But I will say, I mean, in the favor of James Robinson, I just don't know why you wouldn't want to continue to get him involved. He's literally free. Um, <laughs> you, you didn't draft him. Yep. Um, you're not paying him much money, literally at all. Nope. I, my question is, what you know? I think that Jacksonville has so many different holes in this offense and defense. Like they could, uh, you know, especially use a you know maybe a wide receiver at that. Uh, their second pick in the first round. I think sure. that's. I, I think they have so many other positions of need, and that's not even talking about the defense either. I mean, we saw them literally deconstruct their entire defense to rebuild, and we don't. We haven't talked that much about how they're going to go about that. Why? Why displace the running back position when? He's been solid, I know he's not your guy, but I just think there are more pressing needs. So if I were to guess, I don't know, I'd be, if your league mates are willing to sell James Robinson for a uh, a late first round pick, I'd be all over that.
1: See, I'm, I'm probably on the other end of the spectrum because you mentioned it, right? He's not their guy, and that's about as simple as it is, right? And we know Urban Meyer wants speed, and he wants flash. And I actually think Travis Etienne like, is a great fit in that offense, and I can easily see Jacksonville making that selection. I don't agree with it at all because I think – James Robinson is hashtag good at football, right? And I think yes. that should factor in. But it, we know that in the NFL, it doesn't. He he wasn't drafted. They're so drafted. stubborn. I, it, it, they are. But he wasn't drafted by this team or by any team, actually. Uh, but I, I just got a feeling that Urban Meyer is going to want his guy. And he's going to want someone that's comfortable with Trevor Lawrence. And that makes Robinson extremely risky to me, Kate. And let me ask you this. Let's say ETN is the pick at pick 33, what is James Robinson now? How do we value him? Because right now in startups, he's going as RB19. I've got a feeling that's going to fall pretty dramatically if that's the case.
0: I think it's going to fall dramatically. And I think what hurts, uh, you know, what would hurt James Robinson, particularly if it were ETN that comes into this offense, is just, I think, his receiving ability, yep. uh, that that upside that he posed two fantasy football teams, uh, especially in PPR formats, finished the year with 49 catches, 344 receiving yards, and three touchdowns through the air. That's fantastic. And, I mean, each one of those catches, that that just raises the, the bar for him in fantasy football leagues. But mm-hmm. when you're looking at a running back like Travis Etienne, guess what? That's literally what he does. Like, you can't be drafting Travis Etienne if you're not planning to use him to the best of his ability, which is right. to get him heavily involved as a receiver. So I think the, the floor, uh, might be, uh, a bit lower, but I do still think that even if ETN is the guy, there could be some value for James Robinson around the goal line. I think he's uh, a little bit better in that role. I, I trust James Robinson a little bit more in between the tackles than I think I do Travis ETN, but just not a good situation all around if that were to occur
1: right we're getting to, into a situation now where James Robinson is like a glorified Latavius Murray right and that player yes. has value right it's, it's not like you need to drop him or anything because I think he can get 800 to maybe even a thousand total yards from scrimmage but the ceiling is is basically gone
0: All right, let's take a quick break, and then we are going to come back. We're going to talk about a couple more names that we uh, are giving the shivers, giving the shivers for us heading into the 2021 NFL Draft. We'll be right back.
1: Just want to take a quick break to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% Said welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.
0: Welcome back into the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Kate. This is Marcus, and we are talking about some dynasty assets that we feel have the most to lose or gain heading into the NFL draft. We talked about James Robinson. I think he's he's one of these guys that I mean. It, the the pendulum can fluctuate mm. so widely for him. I mean, if if they don't come out and draft a running back, holy Moses, James Robinson's value could be to the moon and back. But I want to talk about another guy because it, he's somebody that we I feel like we just still aren't hearing anything about. I want to talk about Cam Newton running or oh, running back <laughs> quarterback for the Maybe New that's England a Patriots slip right there. <laughs> that was a that was a little bit of a Fordian slip. Um, I, I think we need to talk about Cam Newton because I do think that obviously there could be uh, a, a situation where we see that make a move, maybe for Mac Jones, if there is all of the smoke around the 49ers and the third overall pick. It, maybe it is smoke because it's it's almost like we're laying it on too thick. I think like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The 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 smoke and mirrors, that that's sort of the contest of this part of the year. But, I mean, I have to wonder. Cam Newton, he was re-signed to the Patriots. He had a decent uh, first few games uh, in his first uh, tenure with the Patriots. But I think what I take out of his 2020 season is the fact that the Patriots really seem to like him and take to him as a leader. Um, I think we... We definitely underrate that aspect. I mean, the the numbers, not fantastic. Did finish with a 65% completion percentage, but just 2,600 passing yards, eight touchdowns and 10 interceptions. That is so, so bad. That was a career yeah. low in uh, passing touchdown rate for Cam Newton. I don't think we can expect that, like if he's got the starting role, we're going to have to expect the numbers to get better, right? I do think that we're possibly underrating him as somebody, like I think he's somebody that we should all be going to buy in a super flex league, regardless of whether or not you actually believe he is the starter, whether or not you think they're going to bring in another another quarterback. I just think he's somebody that uh, the ceiling is so high, and I think we're taking for granted the fact that they said, uh, you know, we might be, you know, it's it's essentially an open competition. Yep. I don't know. I think Cam Newton, he might actually be the guy, at least for maybe the next season while they continue to fill in uh, some some more of these holes. But, I mean, if you're going to get Cam Newton to succeed, I think getting two weapons like Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry, that's what's going to set him up for success, not uh, undrafted Jacoby Myers.
1: Yeah, I think you're right to to hit on Cam Newton here because I think there's a very good chance that New England goes up and get their get their quarterback, whether it is Mac Jones or Justin Fields. I I, I don't know what to believe yet about who will be available. Maybe at that you know picked eight, nine, ten. Uh, the good thing about Cam Newton right now is he's incredibly cheap. You can get him for basically nothing in startup uh, drafts. He's not even in the top thirty five. Of quarterbacks being drafted right now. Uh, I, I'm, I'm seeing him go in trades and even super flex leagues go for like the 303 pick in rookie drafts. So, so he's, again, basically free. And I do think there's a chance that New England doesn't draft a quarterback this year. And I think there's even a chance that if they do draft a quarterback, that maybe Bill Belichick is going to want to sit them for a year. So if you can get Cam Newton, you know, one more year, even as a Low-end QB2 at that price where it's, again, basically a throwaway draft pick. I can see it, uh, but don't be surprised if, you know, his value f- falls even further after the draft.
0: I mean, it's actually, I, it's insane. I do think that uh, if you are one of these people who wants to consider uh making a buy for Cam Newton. Now's the time to do it. But uh, let's look at fantasy points per game. He played 15 games, finishes the quarterback 16, which I don't think any of us would, would have ever yeah. guessed. Yeah. Uh, if you had been watching the game, obviously the rushing ability gives him so much. But um, he finished the season with 17.93 fantasy points per game. Joe Burrow finished with 17.87 fantasy points per game. They were right nose to nose. Obviously, Joe Burrow is not Cam Newton. Cam Newton is not Joe Burrow. But I do think sometimes we need to overlook uh, the actual talent on the field. And sometimes we just need to bite the bullet and say Mm. like, all right, the rushing is a fantasy cheat code. Let's exploit that. And let's fill in those those QB two roles in our super flex leagues for literally nothing. Cam Newton is that guy.
1: Yeah, it's never going to be sexy, but grabbing Cam right now for a third or even a fourth round pick I'm seeing in some of these trades, uh, I think that's a, a a good buy, but again, you have to realize that there's a very good chance that his value is going to completely bottom out here over the next couple of weeks.
0: Absolutely. Give me uh give me one of your guys. Give me another give me another name.
1: Yeah, so this one's really hard because this is somebody who is highly valued by the the Dynasty community, and that's T. Higgins. Um, T. Higgins was incredible last year with Joe Burrow, without Joe Burrow. Uh, Right now in startup leagues, he's being valued as the wide receiver 12, and admittedly that's pretty high. But as we inch closer and closer to this draft, it feels more likely that the Bengals at pick number five are are going to ignore offensive line and likely go Jamar Chase. I think there's an outside chance they take Kyle Pitts there, but it sounds like they're going to take Jamar Chase. And if that's the case, Kate, um, I, I no longer see the top 12 up you know wide receiver appeal for T. Higgins because a lot of his game last year was built off volume. He had uh, in nine of his 16 games last year, he saw at least eight targets. Uh, he saw a lot of red zone targets, and you would assume that if Jamar Chase is in that offense, you know, reuniting with Joe Burrow, he's going to be the one seeing the most targets on the teams. He's going to be the one seeing the high leverage targets on third down and in the, you know, the red zone near the end zone. Uh, I I just don't see T. Higgins keeping that wide receiver 12 value here over the next uh, few weeks.
0: It's definitely a challenge. I mean, watching him play, he was so dominant. Um, I, I do think that he could be, uh, if if they did go with Pinay Sewell or another offensive lineman or, um, you know, explore that end of the deal, I do think that T. Higgins does fit an, a good enough profile that he could easily be like a number one target. Absolutely. He could be yes. the next A.J. Green. I think it's just a question of what does this offense do? Do they listen to their rookie quarterback who uh, obviously you want him, or most, now sophomore quarterback, um, do, you, do you listen to him? Do you make him comfortable? Because, I mean, he's he's been very vocal about the fact that he wants Jamar Chase. It, and, you know, we can talk for days and days and days in circles just about what uh, what does a good wide receiver do for your quarterback if you don't have mm-hmm. the offensive line and vice versa. But at the end of the day, uh, if they do bring in a, a guy like Jamar Chase, I think he's going to command just as much volume um, and that definitely lowers the ceiling a bit. Let's take another quick break. And then we are going to uh, close out our show with two more names to watch out for heading into the NFL draft. Are you ready to try the best tasting protein bar ever? Look no further than Bilt Bar. Bilt Bars are soft, easy to chew, covered in 100% chocolate, and they are great for the health conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat with a low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber option with Bilt Bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, and six delicious new flavors, including Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, my favorite, Cherry barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, Apple Almond Crisp. They've got a flavor for whatever you might be craving. Right now, Built Bar is offering our listeners 20% off of your next order using promo code LOCKEDON. Go check out BuiltBar.com promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order. Start off this new year right, and let's go ahead and get fit together. And what better way to do so than indulging in a delicious and healthy treat? BuiltBar.com promo code LOCKEDON. Welcome back into the show, everybody. I am your host, Kate. This is the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We are talking about names with a potential to lose or gain value, maybe. Maybe. Heading into the NFL draft. Uh, if they come out unscathed, maybe we have ourselves a a nice dynasty value. But, goodness gracious, uh, if if these guys get bumped for uh, another player in, in terms of draft production... <laughs> Yikes. Uh, we could see some of these guys really go tumbling down the hill. My guy that I want to talk about is Miles Gaskin. I'm not sure that there's another running back uh, outside of James Robinson and Miles Gaskin, who uh, were just totally and completely unsure of what to make of their value at this point. We did see last season. Obviously, he was, uh, he was out for four games, and then he ended up on the COVID-19 list. So we did see when he actually finally got that start. It came right about week three. We saw him get 22 carries, five targets, five receptions in that game. But over the next five games prior to being out uh, for another four-game stretch, he was on pace for over 300 touches in a 16-game yep. season. Um, I, I think we're maybe underestimating the fact that he could be a workhorse back. Um, you know, when we're talking about uh, just overall, like, you know, the change in regime and all that, he's still fitting the same scheme. He's still got the same coaching staff. They've got a great defense. So I think the run game is going to be valuable there regardless. Maybe we're overlooking Miles Gaskin as a potential stay because, I mean, I think we, we just, you know, look at their team in general and say – The defense is pretty good. Like, why not actually get yourself a stud running back? But if they choose to pivot away from the position, Miles Gaskin could be a huge, huge value this year.
1: He could be, but the fear here, Kate, is that Miami has four picks inside the top 50. Uh, it seems like we're seeing a lot of mock drafts link uh, them. Najee Harris at pick number 18. It seems like there is some interest there. Even if they avoid picking a running back in the first round, but go with one at pick 36, I think there's a chance that a Travis Etienne is there or a Javante Williams, and that makes you a little bit nervous. The other thing with Miles Gaskin is, it, I again, <clears throat> I feel like the the ceiling is fairly low here. Like he's never probably going to be an RB one. Uh, I think he's a, you know, maybe a middling RB, 2 if he gets enough volume. The problem with those types of players is they just don't hold value all that long. And if I can move off of him now and get a running back at a similar spot, like, for instance, Kate, in startup drafts we're seeing right now, Chase Edmonds is going five picks later. Excuse me. He's at running back 40. Uh, Miles Gaskin, RB thirty-five. If I can trade Miles Gaskin for Chase Edmonds right now, I, I would do that. I think Edmonds is far more likely to be a starter uh, than what Gaskins is or Gaskin is this year. So that's just he's probably one of those guys that I'm trying to move over the next couple weeks because I just don't know what Miami is going to do in the draft.
0: I do. Uh, I, I'm very glad that you mentioned Chase Edmonds because he's another one of these names that just does have that fringe value everybody when we saw cliff Kingsbury come out and say that he is going to be the starter um i'm pretty sure that was the laughing stock of twitter yeah, nobody believed yeah. that so i mean maybe that is just a, a speak on what kind of value he has but it, i mean with his usage as a receiver i do think we we take it for granted that um i mean what you said running back 40 right now that's running
1: back 40 and that's nuts on dlf yep
0: That's crazy because he did, I mean, even in a backup role in the 2020 season, he posed more value than that. Uh, Give me one more guy uh, to to close out the show.
1: It's Kenny Galladay. And we've we've talked a lot about Kenny Galladay over the last couple of weeks. You would think with the the Giants giving him, what, $18 million a year, that his his spot would be fairly safe. But we saw a report from Matt Lombardo of uh, the G-Men HQ said that, Dave Gettleman is enamored with Devontae Smith. We saw NFL.com's Daniel Jeremiah mock Devontae Smith to the Giants in his latest mock. Uh, Gettleman throughout his career has been pretty open about what he wants to do in the draft. We knew Daniel Jones was going to be the pick at number six in the 2019 draft. We knew what they were going to do with Saquon Barkley in 2018. And if the Giants draft Devontae Smith, I don't think he makes the, I don't think he's the number one receiver in New York. But it's just another player that could potentially take away some targets, and it wouldn't be all that surprising if Smith became a more reliable receiver for Daniel Jones because he's a more consistent separator, uh, and maybe saw more you know consistent volume on a week-to-week basis. So. Right now you're seeing Kenny Galladay go as wide receiver 25 in startup drafts. Uh, Some of the guys going behind him, you know, we're seeing uh, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Julio Jones, uh, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham at wide receiver 38. I I think I like almost all of those guys more than Kenny Galladay because I do think the Giants are going to want to add more playmakers this offseason.
0: Interesting. Interesting stuff. I love it. Um, I, I, do think uh, we differ a little bit in our opinions? Although it's really hard to ignore the draft chat, the draft chatter. As you said, uh, Dave Gettleman has been a uh, I don't what's the right word transparent,
1: very <laughs> uh, yes.
0: transparent drafter. Um, so you know maybe there there is something to that noise, but I still do think that Kenny Galladay, he just feels like such a safe lock for you know a hundred and. Uh, 1100 yards in uh, like eight touchdowns it it just feels Mm -hmm. like uh he's still bound to be the the top dog wide receiver there even if it is devonta smith who uh might might get more involved as we see his rookie career develop something to keep an eye on let us know guys what like who who has you worried who's giving you the sweats Heading into the draft, um, are you using this opportunity to buy these players in your Dynasty Leagues? Let us know what you're doing at Locked on Dynasty, and uh, we will see you guys back on Thursday. But in the meantime, tune in on Tuesdays and Wednesdays where Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell are set to help you build the ultimate Dynasty roster.